0: This week on The Pour Over, Joe and Dill continue their discussion on Dead to Me, a newly released Netflix show about the comedic side of loss, grief, and forgiveness. Here's a hot take, Pastor Wayne hooks up with Jen in the end of the show. Listen in as they discuss episodes 5 and 6 of the new dark comedy, Dead to Me.
1: Let's pour it all over. Hey friends, welcome to the Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself Dill and Joe. Each week, we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, to chat about the very thing so many of us depend on each morning, coffee. This time, we're chatting about Dead to Me, the new TV comedy on Netflix. But before we get into all of that, let's catch up with the poor over boys. What's up, Joe? Yo, 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 what's going on, man? Not much, not much.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nothing much, man. Yeah, on, on my side of things, just kind of... Uh, Looking forward to talking about Dead to Me, continuing our conversation Mm -hmm. about that. Um, Things are getting kind of real. Yeah. yeah. Uh, As far as coffee goes, um, I've been, uh, you know, still on that pour over game, uh, going with the Kalita Wave. I think I'm going to try and get, like I said, um, the Chemex next. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm really liking the pour over wave right now.
1: Very nice. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if this has happened before, but essentially, you know, as we're recording, I think this is a Tuesday today. I Mm -hmm. haven't had coffee since Thursday. Oh my God. It's been a long time. Are you Uh, okay? uh, I don't know if I'm okay. Today Mm -hmm. I was sitting like, I was just waiting somewhere and I was like, man, I'm, I'm so tired. But uh, <laughs> I wonder yeah, why, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we can get more into why, but essentially, I, I was out of town this weekend, oh, okay. And coffee was not as available as I thought it was gonna be, mm. and uh, yeah, I just haven't gotten back on it because I, I finished uh, that dilemma, I think, I think it was the lemma was what, what I had left, yeah. Last. I remember you
0: said you weren't didn't have that much left yet, I, yeah, I yeah. So I finished it, I
1: like brewed the rest right before I went on my trip, and then uh, yeah. I haven't gotten coffee since, so I'm I'm pretty opposite. Hmm. I mean, well, I guess I have one coffee-ish kind of thing. Uh, when I was out of town, I went to this brewery actually in Houston. Uh, oh, Wonder hey, brewery. what's up? have uh, you been? Eighth yeah, 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 Wonder, Eighth Town. Wonder, it's a
0: relatively new one, right?
1: Uh, I have no idea. I don't, hmm. don't know anything about Houston. I just showed okay. up when people tell me to show up.
0: <laughs> and you do but uh, Yeah,
1: they had this drink called Rocket Fuel, and it was a Vietnamese coffee porter. Ooh. Yeah, it was actually pretty yeah. good. Also, like, at that point, it had been like three days, I think, since I had coffee, and I looked on the menu. It was like the first thing that had coffee. Even though it was <laughs> like alcohol. Like, I was like, yo, I'm yeah. going to get that. I don't care how much coffee is in it. I, I need that.
0: I feel you. I feel you.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good well, though. we'll good. recommend. Not I would not recommend not having coffee for this many days, but mm. you know, coffee porter, not bad.
0: Quick side uh sidebar conversation. Do you like uh Vietnamese iced coffee?
1: Yeah, I would say so. I don't think I get it very often, but yeah, it's it's cool. It comes out in that little like metal brewer kind of thing, it drips onto the yeah. ice and it's a little different. Uh, so yeah, just to mix it up, but it's, it is a lot sweeter just because they have the condensed milk and all that. True, so true. Different from my normal cup, but you know, if you like, at a nice Vietnamese restaurant or something, order or some coffee on the side of your meal. Mm-hmm. Pretty good, I can dig it. What about yeah. you?
0: Oh, big fan! I really like the the iced version without the condensed milk too. Mm. I got that the last time I was in Chinatown in Houston. There's actually a lot of really good Vietnamese restaurants down there and um, they do a pretty good job with the coffee. I mean, it's really interesting that like in in Houston, Chinatown, it's split up between like the Chinese side Mm -hmm. and then the um, almost like Canto slash Vietnamese side. It's like the, the Mandarin side and then like the Canto side.
1: Yeah, and I was just driving down that street. It was, like, Bel Air. Um, yeah. With the guys carpooling with, and we were like, man, this uh, this Asia town, Chinatown, whatever, like, goes on forever. It's, like, yeah. a couple miles, and we we're like, oh, I guess we're done. And then we see more Asian, like, restaurants and shops. We're like, oh, wow. This thing is huge. It's pretty insane. It's like another world. hmm So, yeah, we were saying, like, man, if we... If we were to check out all these restaurants and try to go to all of them, I feel like it would just like take years. You mm. know, if you're trying to go to every single place.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, if you ever end up back there, um Saigon Pagolac, that's the one to go to. Hmm. Okay. Noted. Uh let me talk about my coffee real quick though. Um so I I have been on the Populous Coffee, I think I talked about that mm-hmm. last week. Um, but I didn't really give my thoughts on it. Yeah. But it is a Ethiopian coffee. Um, the farmer is Guji Leo Taraga. And um, I think think they've been around. Uh, I think when I was looking at their website, they've been around since the 2000s. And it's uh, it's not a Yirgacheffe. Chef. It's out of uh, Sadamo. That's the region or the city. And then um it's interesting I was looking up the varietals and on the website it says it's a bourbon varietal which mm. I've seen before on Latin American coffees. I don't mm. know if you've seen that before on some of the coffees you've bought but like it says like bourbon maybe.
1: Yeah, I uh, I remember when I first started into coffee I like researched all these terms and stuff. I have like a coffee glossary on my computer. Oh, um, but nice. I've totally forgot what any of them mean to be honest, so I don't know <laughs> what bourbon means.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think it's, well, I think it's the varietal, and then I think that one's called bourbon. Hmm. Um, but I, I don't exactly know what a varietal means. Sure, sure. Um, I think it's kind of like, you ever, like, uh, watch YouTube videos where people go travel and they eat, like, um, they they tra- uh, what's it called? They're, they're food travelers. Mm-hmm. And there's this one guy I really like watching called, a named Mark Weens, hmm. And he travels a lot in the southeastern uh, Asian area, Asian countries. And he gets durian, like oh, yeah. every, everywhere he goes. But there are different strains of durian. Oh, yeah, that's like, true.
1: That's true. I've heard of that.
0: I, yeah, like there are some that are like really, really good. And then some that are like known to be like kind of hit or miss. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's what a varietal is. That's
1: true. Different types, I assume. Like I'm sure they all relate to some like family of coffee or something where they're like related somehow.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Like they're all kind of maybe grown in a certain way and mm-hmm. had a certain origin to where like they develop certain features, hmm. and then maybe that you know with those features they can be transported to different parts of the world if they if you kind of emulate the same kind of. Growing conditions, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm-hmm. Nice. But yeah, How do you like the cup? How you like the coffee?
0: Oh, yeah. The coffee, man. The Gucci is Gucci.
1: E. It's
0: pretty good. Um, I just keep bringing up this word juicy. Keeps coming yeah. up. Very juicy. Very bright. And that was a new flavor I thought of when I was drinking this coffee. It just was very kind of. Like, when you taste it, it almost tastes a little, like, elevated. Like, mm. the flavors are moving up. I don't, oh. that, that sounds oh. super, like, meta. But it's, like, when you drink it, it's, like, you feel like the aroma and the flavors like, kind of hitting the high note and kind of moving up as opposed to kind of settling down on your tongue. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, the, the, the descriptor on the website says concord, grape, uh, grapefruit, black tea, lemon. Mm. Um I kind of taste a little bit of that spiciness of the black tea. Um, And, yeah, I guess I can taste some of those fruity flavors as well.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah. So, man, I hope you get back on your coffee game pretty soon. Yeah, I I do too. Um, I might have to go out tomorrow and buy a bag or something. I was trying to do it today, just didn't get around to it. I'm definitely feeling maybe withdrawal, but that would mean Mm. I have to admit I have an addiction. So I'm not going to do that. (laughs)
0: Nope. And we don't work with Pastor Wayne, so we don't have to do that. (laughs)
1: True that.
0: Well, speaking about counseling, man, um, let's get into this Dead to Me discussion. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Just to let the viewers in and kind of let them know, uh, for those who are just tuning in, uh, Dead to Me is a new TV comedy that we're discussing. It's recently released on Netflix. It stars Christina Applegate uh, as a widow who's mourning the sudden loss of her husband And Lena Cardellini, her new free spirit companion, who shares a grim connection to her husband's passing. Dead to Me explores the topics of loss, grief, and forgiveness through the hilarious friendship of Jen and Judy and all their escapades. So, uh, this week we watched episodes 5 and 6, and here are kind of our thoughts on the show. Mm -hmm. So, uh, man, what did you think about... uh, these two episodes
1: overall i thought they were not bad i thought they're pretty i like five more than six i think i'll just say that up front
0: oh shoot i'm
1: opposite oh okay okay yeah i mean they're both interesting like i think uh we might you know maybe complained or griped a little bit last time where i feel like um i don't know we weren't sure like if there's like a lot of movement with the characters other than like jen and judy so i feel like you know they introduced some new people, some new things were happening, especially with the kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I think things are picking up. Essentially, I mean it's like midway through. I, th- uh, I think there's ten episodes. Yeah, I'm actually two. not sure.
0: But yeah, you're right.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's like midway through the season. I think they're starting to pick things up, and now I feel like for the first time, maybe in episode six, we're like we're actually getting details about mm-hmm. Ted's accident or like that mm-hmm. crime, that hit and run. Like before, it's just kind of. Like this emotional response, side from it, like from Jane, right, Judy, right. and all that. But now we're actually getting like details. Things are happening. Like the case, if you could say, is being moved mm-hmm. forward a bit. So yeah, overall, yeah. I mean, I like these episodes. I think I probably liked them more than the previous two.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: yeah, I yeah, don't know. yeah, what, yeah. what were your thoughts?
0: Uh yeah, I would agree. I think these two episodes are kind of on an uptick. However, I did not really like episode five as much as I liked episode six. I think the reason being, which we can kind of get into it uh, in a little bit, is that I felt like overall these two episodes took a detour, mm-hmm. um, but episode five especially, I just felt like everything felt a little bit different. Like It yeah. just felt like a different show almost with the way that the humor was delivered and kind of the, the fast-pacedness of that, sh- of that episode. Um, but yeah, maybe let's get into episode five real quick. So episode five is, is about kind of, it's almost like a pocket episode where Jen Mm -hmm. and Judy go on this little retreat, which in the beginning you think like they're at some like beach resort, but it's like (laughs) pastor Wayne's, like his like retreat that like later Jen like jokes about him monetizing off that thing. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That was hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty funny because I think they start the episode, They're like, I think Jen is talking to Judy. She's like, yeah, this is a great idea. Get on some vacation, you know, out here doing what I want. And then I think it was like y- Yolanda comes up or something, and so <laughs> yeah. like gives them these T-shirts. The and t- like, t-shirts. welcome to the grief retreat or something like that. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's not exactly what, what you were expecting. So, I mean, it's funny. I, I kind of liked it because it's a little, little change of scenery. I think it's just to see the characters in a different environment. Um, in terms of, like, overall story, like, it's okay. I think I, I can see where you're coming from with that. It could be, it almost could be one of those, like, you could have taken it out somehow. Mm-hmm. And, like, it might not have been as pivotal until, like, the very end. Right.
0: Like. The connection point of Nick. I think that's ultimately, mm-hmm. like, that episode connected Nick to, to Judy, which then connects Jen to, the, to to kind of someone who can investigate the case mm-hmm. a little bit more
1: yeah definitely
0: um but breaking down episode five we we meet nick like i said the ex-detective and then we also meet um God, i even I forgot his name jason jason <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's That's not very all forgettable <laughs> right right um so we meet jason who's like kind of jen's love interest in this single episode yeah um and i thought their little arc in this episode was kind of funny. Mm -hmm. So they started like kind of getting into it. And Jen's just all about that. Trying to (laughs) hook hook up with this guy.
1: I (laughs) guess. And
0: then, and then Jason's like uh, processing kind of his, (laughs) his uh, feelings about losing his wife.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Like, I mean, as a whole episode five, I feel like everything was pretty predictable. 'Cause I mean essentially what happens is like both Jen and Judy go to this grief retreat and they're trying to deal with their grief in the ways that they do. You know, Jen, she's trying to drink and now trying to hook up with some dude.
0: Mm-hmm. Judy's
1: like, Oh, I want to journal and like spend time with me, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then they end up doing the opposite, which I think is like mm-hmm. for the comedy, right? And I was like, Ah, yeah, I saw yeah. this coming. Like it's like the
0: uh reversal. Yeah,
1: yeah it's like right right when Nick was like singing the karaoke and stuff, and like Judy goes up to him, I was like, All right they're gonna it is about to go like reverse of what both of them are expecting. So I felt like right. it was like fairly predictable in that sense, but it's still funny, entertaining. Um, yeah, I, one of my favorite is just when Jen and Jason are together and then Jen's just like, "Oh yeah, you're so fit." And she's like and Jason's like, "Yeah, I really got into lifting cuz I wasn't strong <laughs> enough to save my wife." I wasn't. So, <laughs> I was like, "Oh no." Oh, feel bad for him. Then he just goes off into his old little processing moment. Yeah.
0: Um man. Shout outs to uh Pastor Wayne. I felt like he really shined in this episode. Oh yeah, totally. Um he's probably the biggest reason why I like this episode. Mm. Uh, especially when kind of in the beginning he has that little mini interaction with Jen where she kinda like uh kinda like downplays mm. his retreat. Yeah. And he always has, like, a snarky comment to say back. It's like, (laughs) well, maybe you get out of it what you put into it. Yep. (laughs) And then I I loved his interaction with Jen later on in the show Mm -hmm. where he basically opens up about him. I mean, he doesn't really open himself up, but he shows that he's also someone who has some, some quote-unquote bad coping coping skills. And then kind of has a heart-to-heart with Jen about um, kind of, you know, understanding that she has to take responsibility, too, mm. for kind of um, moving on.
1: Definitely. Yeah, I appreciated Pastor Wayne a lot in this one. Um, yeah, especially just when they're talking after that whole Jason incident, right? Because at first, it, Pastor Wayne, like we said, he's just kind of, he's like, everything he says is like a cliche, almost kind of just what yeah. you expect. I feel like, yeah, they, they kind of had a nice, like, real talk Cause mm-hmm. Jen is there like smoking her cigarettes, pastor Wayne brings alcohol and then he's just, yeah. and he's like as- actually asking like how it makes her feel, not in this weird like counseling therapy, like cliche way, but kind of right. just like, you know, like how, yeah, how does that actually make you feel? And, she, and Jen actually opens up a bit, cries and is able to share. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think in episode mm-hmm. five, like Jen really kind of has a low, I guess mm-hmm. in her grieving process like, she's out there, she's drunk, you know, trying to hook up, but can't, trying to get cigarettes. And, like, and but she yeah. almost gets hit by a car. That's right. Yeah. So, that's like her low, low point when she's like, ah, oh, I got, you know, I got to get my life together kind of thing. And realizing, like, how terribly this person messed up her life. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah so, it's like, it's very nuanced, just all of it. She's like, because something Pastor Wayne says, I think that hits her real hard is like, from what I'm hearing is I can tell that you loved him very much, right? Mm. And she's like, I I want to hate him, but I don't want to, like, I hate him. I don't want to hate him. Like, just all these confusing emotions. So I think that's, like, one of the things that holds, like, the show to make it real. Because, like, these are people dealing with, like, real emotions. They're actually complicated. It's not Mm. just this easy kind of thing. So I'm like, okay, I I appreciate that when that kind of comes out.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like when someone passes away, you are just sad, or like mm-hmm. when when you know you you meet a new significant other, you are just happy. Like it's mm-hmm. just not that black and white.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, quick sidebar: another one. Shout out to Pastor Wayne for subverting the Asian stereotypes. Hey, like he's got the alcohol out. He's like approachable, but not like super like uh, dogmatic, and mm-hmm. like not like super nerdy. Like he's he's kinda got a mix of everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he's good, you know. At first I was like, ah oh, man, they got the Asian guy as the guy you just kinda it's like it's that annoying character <laughs> almost, like the Ned Flanders, whatever.
0: Ooh. That that girl in the beginning with the Mexican lasagna,
1: that was her <laughs> role. That was her. <laughs> she she is the epitome of that for sure. So yeah, so I like I feel like Pastor Wayne has some more, more layers, a little more depth to him. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, they show him drinking, and Jen's like, oh, okay, you drink alcohol, but they don't really go into it. Uh, So, I feel like he he could, I mean, he's fulfilling his role, I feel like, as the pastor, whether Jen wants to admit that or not, right? Because Jason asks, he's like, oh, is that your pastor? And she's like, no, like you, gross or something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But I mean, he's doing it. So, he's fulfilling the role, but also not in some weird, you know, not, he's, he's being effective, I think. While at the same mm. time, like, ah, oh, yeah, there's there's a little bit more to him. He's not just super one-dimensional, I feel. Right.
0: And you kind of feel like, you know, not to, to after this, we'll kind of move on to episode six, but you do kind of feel like he's one of the more genuine characters mm-hmm. in the show. Like, I would, I would shoot myself if at the very end, he turns out to be some fake. Like, I'd be Oof. so, I'd be like, man, what is this show's really trying to make me not like it.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, that that'd be crazy if some something weird happened. But yeah, and like, like you said in the, the intro to the episode is like hot take, uh, Jen and Pastor Wayne get together. And like <laughs> that that thought crossed my mind like after oh, really? she failed with Jason and then they were just talking, I was like, Oh shoot, twist. Just <laughs> making moves. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh. All right. Well, now looking at episode six, uh, we really learn more about Nick, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of more Judy and Nick's kind of little thing. And then we also discover that Jen's actually been a pretty terrible parent, yeah. Um, Basically, not parenting uh, Mm -hmm. both Henry and Charlie. They both kind of get in their own messes. Henry with the uh, just just that explosiveness that kind of like you know Jen has, and then Charlie with that. The drug dealing mm-hmm. and then later we find out in his backpack he had the gun yeah um so a lot of, a lot of happens in this episode to move the plot forward mm-hmm. which is maybe why i like it um but yeah what did you think about this episode and maybe what are the some of the reasons why you didn't like it as much as episode five mm-hmm.
1: yeah so i think on the surface i do really like this episode i just don't like as much as how it maybe it concluded but we can get to mm-hmm. that a little bit um so when I was watching episode six, I was like, man, it's like, it's like they heard us on the last episode of our podcast or something. Because we're saying <laughs> really? like, uh, we, we know nothing about the kids. Everything's about Jen and Judy. Like, mm. like the other characters don't like do anything, basically. Mm. And now we see like Ashley, Charlie and Henry, like they're struggling in their own ways, too. Mm. Um, and I thought it was interesting. I kind of uh, watching these two episodes together afterward. I was like, oh, end of episode five, Jen hits his low. And she's like, oh, I got to I get my life together. I got to do it for my boys. And yeah. then in episode six, she realizes like they're struggling, like they're having these problems too. So it's almost like we didn't know anything about them before because she wasn't really parenting them. But now mm. at the end of five, she's like, I'm gonna start. And now we get introduced now. We see as she is introduced to their issues, we see mm, it too. We introduce so I was it like, now. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's that's kinda cool progression there. Um yeah, so I think in terms of importance for the story, like episode six for sure. I just wish, like, the Charlie Henry stuff, like, I, I don't, it feels like it concluded already at the end of mm. episode six. I see what you're ways. saying. Like, I, I hope it doesn't, but that way I was like, oh, is like almost little, it didn't feel like there's a payoff there mm. that was earned because the turnaround was so fast.
0: You know what? And that leads to my critique of the show, which mm-hmm. we can talk about a little bit later. But, um... Everyone feels like a plot point. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone feels like a plot point to move Jen and Judy forward. And then they're just discarded. You know, like, whatever happened to Lorna? Like, we... For these last two episodes, Lorna is gone. Yep. Steve has essentially been gone for the last three episodes. And Christopher, uh, you know, he's just Jen's gay realtor friend. He's just around. That's just... (laughs) Um, But anyways... Yeah, like uh, I definitely agree with you. Like, I really hope they continue to expand Henry and Charlie's story. Like, as an educator, their storylines mm. in episode six was very, very
1: interesting. Yeah, like, I was gonna ask you what you thought about that. You know, because I don't. Ooh, that was like man, his principal or something. She was like, I'm not gonna report this to the authorities. And I was like, What? What, what does Joe think about this,
0: <laughs> dude? All right, you're gonna you're gonna lead me down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> uh, here's the skinny. Yeah. When a student commits a certain misconduct in school, there are competing authorities mm. on disciplining that kid. Mm. So, it's it's ultimately up to the principal, and I, uh, listeners can disagree with me, uh, I want y'all to tune in yeah. uh, and, and say something, but the principal is ultimately the one who decides what to do with that child, mm. with the discipline piece. Um, sometimes the resource officer will come in and issue something, but... The principal maybe has an ethical eth- ethical obligation to tell, but, I mean, there there's a lot of stuff that goes on in schools that mm. doesn't get out to law enforcement. Mm. And it's just handled, quote-unquote, in-house. Um, I won't say any of the districts I work for do that. Sure, sure. I'm just saying, like, it's a tricky line because you also do have law enforcement that want to, like, charge students. Mm. Like, that happens, and there's almost this push and pull with that. Mm. So, I think actually what they de- depicted was a very realistic wow uh, case.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I didn't know that. I was like, oh man, this this criminal right here. So I was yeah. I wasn't well, was sure, but okay, that's that's interesting. Get that well, I was site. surprised. I was surprised they only gave him two days. Like usually,
0: bringing drugs or bringing any kind of weapon, yeah. that's a ten day suspension. Oh, I, at I, least I think it
1: was two weeks. Oh, was it two weeks? I think. Oh, then that is 10 days. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Because five school hmm. days. That's really short. When I heard <laughs> right. that, I was like, oh, that's not a long time at all. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess a semester only has so many weeks. But I was like,
0: oh, wow, two weeks? That's it? Yeah. Because you've been like suspended like 20 days, right? Like, oh, yeah, 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 of course, of course. Rebel.
1: You know, just kicked out for the whole semester.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what did you think about... Um, henry like uh, jen's youngest and uh and kind of his 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 interest in theater
1: yeah i thought that was pretty cool i mean he i think it's interesting so like it was one thing i i don't i don't know if it will serve the overarching narrative to really go deep in how henry and and charlie are are dealing with it um at least from based on what we can tell so far i feel like it's not really the main focus um, but it's interesting because I think like after he has his like outburst at the choir or whatever. And then he like stomp, storms out and Jen and right. Henry are talking. And he says something along the lines of like, I don't want to be blamed for other people's mistakes. Um, mm. And so I feel like there's like some deeper stuff there with like his dad. Like, does he blame himself or like some sort of um just like, self-perception kind of things there?
0: Oh, wow, yeah. Um,
1: but there's just, like, a one-line, and they just, like, kind of dropped it. So I was like, ah, oh, I feel like there's more they could say no, there.
0: I no, think, I think you're right. There is more.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think there's a lot more, and, like, it would almost feel um, like it wouldn't be doing his character justice if, like, he just finds this church choir, and all of a sudden he's, like, back to the normal, like, perfect Henry again. Mm. Because, um, I mean, he's really excited. Like, I think that's great that he joins the choir that Chris Christopher leads. Yeah. So those kids are, like dope like they're crazy (laughs) they're so good (laughs) they're the spirit worshipers you want on the
0: stage yeah they're like they have all the moves
1: i think they're like gymnasts or what one of the girls like puts her like foot behind her head or something i was like (laughs) what the (laughs) what kind of church choir is this but um yeah so it's interesting i mean because he has those angry outbursts and seems like you know he might get that from jen but yeah i I thought i think there's more Mm. i just don't I don't trust that the writers will really go into it, I
0: think. Yeah, I'm worried about that too. Like um delving deep where they probably should. Yeah. But given ten episodes, it's not a lot
1: of time. That's true. Yeah. So I don't know. Um did you have other thoughts on the kids or anything? Um,
0: no, I just thought, you know, what you brought up earlier is a really good point that um the kids really are also affected by this Mm -hmm. like we're centering on jen and judy but jen is kind of the head of this household and i mean gosh be darned if like the kids didn't have any kind of effect to Mm -hmm. their their father's passing Uh, i will do i will say though also once again as an educator putting that hat back on kids are amazingly resilient mm. i think even more so than adults in some ways because They just don't have all the stresses that we have as adults to manage things like manage our house, manage Mm. uh, our car, um, you know, navigate all these adult relationships, you know, uh, perform at our job. Like they they had to perform at school, but they really have a lot of resources at their disposal Mm. and they have a lot of supports in their life. And as a kid, you're allowed to be vulnerable. You're allowed to cry. You're allowed to... Um, you know, to, to be angry. Uh, but in society as an adult, you, you just don't have the same allowance. Mm,
1: mm. That's deep. That's good. <laughs> um, which is interesting. Cause you know, cause I think we see, uh, I forgot, but what, but like Jen was talking about, like what she's going to do with Charlie and she's mm-hmm. like the good parent, the good mother thing to do would be take him to therapy. But she's like, I don't got time for that. <laughs> So she she somehow ropes Nick into coming to scare him straight, essentially. Yeah. And the whole time I was like, "Is Nick allowed to do this? <laughs> right. I feel like this is illegal, <laughs> like based on his role as a police officer." Yeah. Um. But well, he is an ex detective. That's true. They, they don't really. Say what that means. Like, is he not employed anymore? I don't right. know. He still has the uniform and he the, has his
0: badge and stuff too. Yeah,
1: he has a patrol car and all that. So, I, yeah, I don't know. He says he's on leave. but the like there's also some more there too.
0: Hmm. We're just um, not going to explore.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but that's interesting because that turns into like, you know, Nick trying to scare Charlie, but then they find the gun. the gun. And mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I'm not playing no more. Like, this, this is real. That's also how his partner was killed, apparently yeah um so yeah I, I don't know if you had thoughts on just that whole like turn to uh, be more serious and that's another problem
0: i had with the show These <laughs> ton- these these tonal shifts like they just happen just like that like mm-hmm. you know i think he's like oh this is serious like i found a gun now i gotta find out what to do with this gun and then judy's like well, I know what'll cheer you up. So it's like, it like, it's like, dude. It's like, yeah. why are you not building off of that emotional, you know, just that like that emotional currency? You know, you just like throwing it away like that. And then the same thing when you know Jen leaves the 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 part, the little uh, hotel that the Judy and them have. And like she waits in the elevator area, and all of a sudden the sad music comes on. And she like looks at herself in the mirror. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this is like I get what you guys are doing. I get that you're trying to bring it to a softer point, but you just do it way too much. Mm-hmm. I can't
1: keep up. Yeah, it's kind of. I think it's like trying to keep it fast paced so people don't don't get bored, mm-hmm. but then it becomes like superficial. Some right, yeah. So yeah, I'm like, eh, please, you know. I wish it, w- it would just go a little bit more, but you know, maybe there's just like different philosophies or approaches, I guess, All to right, telling right. stories. Um, yeah. But another thing I was just thinking about is like, man, Judy, she's like playing real close to the fire right now. She is. Like I, well, she after is. that reveal, in five is like, oh, Nick's like, uh, I don't think he actually says it, but it's like implied. He's like, I- I'm a police officer, um, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So she's like psycho i I feel like if he was a good detective he would like realize she's a little too invested Uh not even necessarily in jen and like figuring it out he's like so uh what percentage of cases (laughs) do the drivers not get caught or something
0: (laughs) right you don't see nick looking at her he's like why are you asking that question
1: i know he's not like suspicious at all and then and then he's he also says like I, i think after lunch he's like you know every time we're together we don't have to talk about ted <laughs> <laughs> I know. He just makes you know. it so obvious. Yeah, I was like, yeah. man, yeah, I feel like you should uh, read into this a little bit more. Right. Um, but yeah, she's like really inserting herself mm-hmm. into all that even more than before. Like she was already doing it, but now she's just kinda right. taking every opportunity. I mean, I, I
0: know why the, the writers made Nick like that to like not really care about that because mm. he's just a wooden plot point for the True. show.
1: Hey. Hey,
0: man, this is being real. <laughs> Judy though. Judy is either like really psychopathic and like this is just kind of the way that she rolls or uh, she's just another plot point like she's just moving it forward also you know or just like really dull but I don't know like it it does confuse me as well like I I get what Mm -hmm. you're saying like it totally confuses me and I'm trying to find a reason for why. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and then she gets all nervous and tries to go get go find the car. Yeah. Like you find it, you, you dig for all this information and you put yourself kind of basically, you know, potentially on blast really, like, oh, why are you asking all these questions? And she's all nonchalant about it. But then like, she like freaks out about the car. So I don't know. So I guess now we'll come back to Steve because, you know. Possibly he has a car. Yeah. And we might probably see him in the next episode,
1: episode seven. Mm -hmm. I assume so. I was just like, oh, I guess Steve got rid of it um, without really telling Judy what his plan was. But um, yeah, because she, I don't know, Judy's still like trying to get away with it while still trying to balance like being a caring person or whatever. I don't know how you would define it. Like... Yeah, hey, I don't know how you define her. Yeah, like, trying to support Jen, I don't know. But then also trying to, like, have her ulterior motive, like, both side by side. And she's like, no mm-hmm. car, no crime, no car, no crime. And then she's trying <laughs> yeah. to go, and then, like, the car's not even there. So I was like, hey, no car. No, i just kidding. But uh, she, then think she's a little afraid. And that's, like, the, the cliffhanger. Because yeah. I feel every episode still, the structure is, like, you know, whatever's happening. And some, like, cliffhanger, like, yep. to that will be explored in the next episode, essentially.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, All know. right. I think Whew. I think the only thing left on my mind really is to talk real brief about Shandy, the kid. <laughs> oh, Shandy!
0: <laughs> Summertime Shandy.
1: Oh man, Shady, Shady Shandy. How about that? Yeah, she's so like when they first show her in the choir, she's like like no emotion, like stone face. Yeah and she's just like the the whole time i'm I'm like pretty impressed i assume the kid's not actually like that in real life Hmm. um so it's like it's kind of impressive that she can kind of keep that kind of face that whole time yeah yeah you know shandy you could argue that she shandy is another plot point that just kind of introduces like this kind of like interesting thing be like oh like this kid right but then we'll probably never see her again is my assumption
0: She's there to give the evidence of the car.
1: Yeah, she's there to like make Judy a little more stressed, and then also provide the partial, like the pre cliffhanger cliffhanger Mm -hmm. um, to the episode. So yeah, we'll uh, see. I I don't know. I I don't know how far they'll be able to take it. If Steve really took the car and like disposed of it, then that'd be sort of forward thinking of him, I guess, as opposed mm -hmm. to just trying to leave it there. But yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. And she's also goes back to what you said about Judy's just inclination to keep stepping to the line and like keep like digging her digging herself a hole almost mm-hmm. like um like just kind of her appetite for self-destruction, so to speak. Like, why are you going and investigating these things? Like Jen's not even doing that, but you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I could I could go on and on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What are your ratings for
1: episodes five and six? Yeah, I think I'll keep it at a three. It's not the worst. It's not the best. There are a lot of gripes as a whole. I'm still I still want to know what happens. So I think three is like medium range for me. Yeah. what about you?
0: Yeah, I would agree with you. I think uh, I think the two episodes balance out to me and uh, I would give it a three out of five as well.
1: Uh, it's like a semi reluctant three, you know, <laughs> but it's still a three nonetheless,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. there are some there was some high points in this in this uh in these two episodes, for sure, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah definitely, definitely,, hmm. well, I guess we'll just have to keep watching, see what happens, um yeah, so we have a few episodes left, so a lot could happen you never yeah. know, you never, you never know. know. Maybe the writers could dive deep, you know, take it in a different direction than they've been. Who knows?
0: No one's died yet, right? That's no one, true.
1: No one other than Ted has died. And uh,
0: yeah. uh some, I don't know. We'll
1: see. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. Well, with the time we got left, we're going to talk a little bit like we usually do every week, asking each other what's making us happy. So, Joe, what's making you happy this week?
0: Man, um, this week is catching me a little off guard. I haven't had time to really think about it um but uh i would say you know my parents are just coming back from taiwan they go on trips fairly often to go visit their parents in taiwan and they just returned uh just a couple of days ago so I- i'm happy that they had a safe flight safe journey uh we were able to see my grandma who is uh close to like 99 i think Oh, wow and my grandpa will be 100 Ooh. I mean he's he's passed away, but he would have been a hundred by the oh, end okay. of this year. Wow. So um yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, man. Um and you know, just thinking about that and thinking about my parents getting older too. I definitely really appreciate my family. Um they're they're they, they always make me happy and um yeah, happy family, right? You mm-hmm. know, that Chinese nice. dish. Yeah. Uh what about you, man? What's making you happy this week?
1: Yeah, like I said at the beginning of the show, I was out of town this past weekend because a good friend of mine was getting married, so I got to go to their wedding, and not only did I go to the wedding, I actually officiated the wedding. Yeah, so it was my first time officiating a wedding. Uh, I was nervous, I will say, but uh, it turned out all okay, and it, it was fun. It was a really good weekend, got to spend time with them and hang out, and yeah, I got pretty good feedback i guess people thought it was it was a good good thing ceremony was pretty short so we mm-hmm. kind of just ran through but there's only one hiccup uh at the point when they're supposed to share their vows i was like now's the time to share your vows and i was like uh, you know would the bride please start and then she just kind of looked at me and i was like <laughs> smiling back and she's like H- you have my vows and i was like no i don't like
0: <laughs> oh i was
1: like this is the first time i heard that i'm supposed to have them no one has told <laughs> me this at all
0: oh my um, gosh who but had it turned them?
1: out one of her family members had it and he was in the front row so he quickly passed the envelope gotcha so, yeah it worked out we rolled right past through it i think it was okay yeah but yeah that was the only hiccup but otherwise it was really fun you know weddings nice. friends you know you get to see old friends Got to see some new people and just kind of hang out. So, had a good time.
0: That's dope, man. I'm glad that your first uh, officiation was, how do you call it? Sure. I don't yeah. know, man. <laughs> your first officiation worked out great. I'm glad to hear that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, good times. Yes, sir. This was the Pour Over Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Over underscore show to stay up to date with the Pour Over Gang. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at Here Comes Daniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on SoundCloud.com slash Kid Majestic, one word. Thanks for joining us. Take care. See ya.